Hello, my little holiday elves, and welcome back to day four of our annual Five Days of Gifmas shows. Please remember that our show is not intended for younger listeners, so you might need to wait until you have some private time to listen. But let's go ahead and get our next advent calendar window open. Ooh, our fourth gift this week is a new holiday romance book review by the North Pole librarian herself, Mrs. Nesbitt. Grab a blanket, a hot cup of tea, and settle in for Mrs. Nesbitt's holiday books for your holiday book nook. Jeez, it's me, your host, Mrs. Nesbitt. Lorraine Nesbitt. But call me Mrs. Nesbitt. I'm the librarian at the North Pole. I'm back again. This time I'm, I'm going to do a review on a book called Hometown Christmas by Garrett Lee. Now this one definitely builds on the romance more. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, then the sex, okay? There's sex in it for sure. All right, listen. We know what kind of books we're reading, okay? Anyway. I hope you know by now that I appreciate a little bit more romance before we get to the spicy stuff. That's what the kids call it these days, spicy. Watching, you're watching the spicy shows, I think is what they say. I don't, it doesn't matter. Who cares? All right. Anyway, it's almost Christmas Eve, and I know you got a lot of things to do. Joey and I do, my husband. You know, we're, we're making plans. So I'm going to get through this quick. Here's our plot recap, all right? Hmm. Where to begin? Okay. So this is a lovely story about a sexy guy named Yanni. Mm -hmm. He's a chef. Mm. He owns and works out of a sandwich stall in a local market. Okay? That's great. A little, little, little entrepreneurship. I enjoy a good entrepreneur. You know, Joey started out as an entrepreneur. I enjoy that. I find it very attractive in a man. Anyway, doesn't matter. And then also the story centers on Sexy Gavin. An ex-military officer who manages a homeless shelter. Yeah. They're very opposites, okay? Opposites attract. You know how it goes. Now listen, the story takes place in the United Kingdom. So there's definitely some cultural words used. But, you know, it shouldn't distract you from the story too much if you choose to read it, okay? I just want you to be prepared. All right, just be prepared. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So Chef Yanni has moved to Leeds to escape away from the memories of a past relationship that ended with a very bad breakup. We can all we can all empathize with that. You know, I'm sure everybody's had a bad breakup and you just you just want to pick up and move away. Yeah. Some people do it, some people don't. Doesn't matter. Anyway, his best friend Bex came with him. Yeah. Running from her own bad breakup, too. Yeah. Birds of a feather. Anyway, Bex helps Yanni out at his stall one day, and then asks him to, you know, in turn, help her. All right, it's a friendship. That's what you do. You say, I'm going to help you. And then when you need help, you say, can you help me? That's how it works. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Anyway, she says, hey, I, I volunteer at this local homeless shelter, and they need someone to cook for the night. They don't have a volunteer to cook, and I can't cook. You know I can't cook. And Yanni reluctantly, you know, he's not happy about it. Because he's like, I've been cooking all day, and now you want me to go cook all night? Oh, jeez, okay. He says, yeah. Must be the Christmas spirit. Anyway, doesn't matter. The next morning, he's getting coffee, and he starts checking out this fella, right? And he gets caught. 
Now, we've all been caught checking someone out. I know I have. That's how I landed Joey. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, doesn't matter. Get back to the point. Okay. He gets caught checking him out. Turns out to be Gavin. What a shock. Yanni brushes it off, works his day at the stall, then heads over to the shelter where Shaka. Again, he meets Gavin and finds out Gavin is his boss for the day. Yeah, and they flirt a lot. And Yanni is definitely attracted to Gavin, but he doesn't think that Gavin recognizes him from the coffee shop. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's an interesting little twist. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the next night, Yanni is out drinking at a bar. All right, there's a lot of drinking in this. He's out drinking at the bar, and the bar's near the shelter. And so he decides to, you know, he's got some liquid courage, and he walks by and sees Gavin standing up to two drunk indigent men who are, you know, trying to enter the shelter. And it's against the shelter's rules. You can't be intoxicated in any way, or you can't come in. You just can't. And he's very impressed. He's actually kind of turned on a little bit, seeing this guy stand up, you know, and threaten basically to fight these two men. Okay. Yeah, he's turned on a little bit. Anyway, there's some more flirting. They decide to go for a drink. And then they decide that they should hook up. Yeah, anyway, you know, it's a culture thing, right? We hook up in this culture nowadays. It's fine. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's fine. All right, listen. They decide to hook up because Gavin does mention that he remembers Yanni checking him out in the coffee shop. Okay, it was there. It was there. He just didn't want to, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what his motivation was. I think he just didn't want to let on. You know, maybe he, maybe he didn't think that uh, Yanni found him attractive. Doesn't matter. Anyway, they hook up a lot. Yeah. They fight their feelings. Yanni refuses to sleep over. Gavin's very secretive about his military past. You know, that's, that's kind of how relationships are. You start to, you know, whatever. But anyway, they fight their feelings. But here's what I really enjoyed. They bond over Yanni's nearly crippling OCD and Gavin's PTSD from his military days. And we find out that Gavin was discharged because he broke his neck. His neck. He broke his actual neck in a car accident on patrol or something. I don't remember. It's a patrol or something. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he broke his neck. Eventually, over time, they realize that they start to mean more to each other than just simple, you know, hookup buddies. Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell you. I don't want to ruin the whole book. I don't want to ruin the whole book. You should read the book. I don't want to ruin it. Anyway, let's talk about our ratings now, okay? So we got we got the plot. Now, I'm going to be honest. The plot started out meh. I was a good 20 pages in, and I said, mm, Lorraine, this one might not be a good one. But... Here's why. Because both of the main characters, they swear too much. I don't mind a little foul language. I don't care. Joey cusses like a sailor. But it was like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was almost off-putting, right? It made the characters almost unattractive. And I like to be attracted to the characters. It makes me it makes me more interested in the book. Yeah. Anyway, all right, whatever. That's just me. Who cares? I don't know. Anyway. But as I read further, it definitely gets a hot rating. Yeah. Because the men discover their true feelings for each other. And it becomes a rather sweet romance with a little bit of Christmas thrown in. I don't really think this is a big Christmas book. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not a big Christmas book. Christmas is there. You know, there's a mention of working Christmas Day. That's kind of a plot point. But there's not much of a Christmas story in this. Okay? It's not very... It, this could have taken place in, on February 28th. Okay? It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. Christmas is irrelevant to the story. Doesn't matter. Anyway, there's another problem that I have with this. I think, you know, I think the title needs to be different. And here's why. There are very few mentions of Leeds being Gavin's hometown. I completely forgot the whole book. that This is where Gavin's hometown was. And the book's called Hometown Christmas. It was mentioned at the very end of the book that Gavin was, you know, Leeds was Gavin's hometown. Change the title. Change the title. I don't know. Make it something else. I just don't, I just don't like the title. I don't think the title's the right for the book. For the characters, I totally give it a hot and bothered. All right. But definitely both of the characters are beautiful. Garrett does a great job discussing their mental health issues and how they are treating them as handled with very frank honesty. Yeah. I'm not saying they treat them the most um, medically sound. You know, we, we, we choose how to treat ourselves. So, you know, you know, be prepared. Little trigger warning, maybe. Little trigger warning. Doesn't matter. It's fine. Erotic. There are very few adult scenes. Okay. But let me tell you. The two ones, the two main ones, they got me so hot and bothered that I had to take Joey, my husband, back to the bedroom. Yeah, we had to talk about it together in the bedroom. That should let you know. Yeah. So overall, this book was a hot for sure. I appreciated the characters and the story and all were very well done. Again, my biggest critique is the title. Yeah, it's kind of weird that that would be the critique, but it is. I think the title's very off-putting. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The title doesn't have anything to do with the story. I guess it's my problem. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's whatever. It's just my opinion. Who cares? Now, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to read more of, of Lee's books in the future though. Garrett Lee, you know, seriously, you, it, it was Garrett Lee. Check, check out Garrett Lee. I'll, anyway, in the future, I'm going to check out more of those books. And you know what that means. That means it's a winner. Yeah. This is the winner of a book. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put the link to the Amazon uh, store thing right in the, in the show notes and so if you want to purchase this book for a friend or for yourself you can you can you can do it on the kindle thing too it's fine doesn't matter who cares however you want to read the book some people want to hold a book in their hands and turn pages some people want to swipe on a screen i don't care just read reading is fundamental it's fine now listen i never know how to wrap this up but my husband joey and i wanted to make sure that you all knew we wanted to wish you a very merry christmas and the happiest of new years yeah. Now come back next year to the library with me. Yeah. I've got a whole stack of holiday romance novels to get through. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So you got to come back. All right. You got to come back. Okay. Well, until next time, this is Lorraine Nesbitt. But call me Mrs. Nesbitt. Over and out. Merry Christmas. I just adore her. I think she's fantastic. Her and Joey are such a cute couple. I, I, I was going to say, listen, I've read several of the books she's reviewed this year. And let me tell you, I've enjoyed many of them, especially The Geek Who Saved Christmas. It is one of my favorite books of all time. I highly recommend it. You can listen to her review of it, but it is a, it's a great book. However, we do have another gift in our four-day advent calendar window. And this time, it's a Christmas memory from our holiday helper, Peter. Yeah, so um, my Christmas memory for this year is actually a very recent one. It's uh, more of a very new tradition because in the past few years, you know, my life and my family situation has changed a little bit. And so, you know, when that happens, sometimes it's time for new traditions. And um, a few years ago, my sister found a beautifully, wonderfully homosexual tree 
uh, that's the rainbow. It's the the rainbow. It starts purple at the top and ends up red at the bottom. And I loved it. And um, she bought it for me. And with the idea that I would set it up in my apartment. But, you know, I don't get a lot of visitors in my apartment. And I don't typically decorate because I feel like it's just, you know, kind of like how Garfield feels. It's a lot of work. Um and so I don't end up doing it. Like if, uh, if I know I'm going to be around people a lot, I'll happily put in the work. But if it's just for me, I tend to not do it. Well, this year she decided since I hadn't taken the tree and put it up uh, at my place, she put the tree up at her house because I'm going to be spending Christmas up there anyway. And I was up there for Thanksgiving. So she put the tree up and she said, you know, your job is to come fluff the tree and bring your ornaments and decorate it so that you have a tree at my house. So over Thanksgiving, I took my ornaments and I uh, set up all of them on the tree. And it was just really nice for the first time in probably eight years or so for me to put up a tree and put some of my ornaments on it. And so I'm looking forward to that being a new tradition going forward. Well, I hope you enjoyed our fourth gift this week. Come back tomorrow for our last gift. We are one day away from Christmas Eve, which means we're even closer to Christmas. We can't wait to have you come back. We've got an amazing uh, finale of a gift, if you will, for you all. And uh, come back and make sure you help us to continue to put the mess in Christmas. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Don't forget, if you need more Gason in your life, to listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on most podcast apps. And you can find more information about the shows at gabbingwithgason.com. We wish you a Merry Christmas. The First Noel, Bring a Torch, Isabella are all provided by freexmasmp3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders, and they are used for the purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended.